millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Kilowatt, your Tesla slash EV podcast. My name is Bodhi and I'm your host. Sorry I missed last week. I was sick. I am still sick. You can probably hear this little nasally noise that's coming out of my mouth. And then also I'm, you know, mouth breathing again. Oh my God, that got really loud. Mouth breathing. Here we go. Mouth breathing again. So uh, I apologize to everyone who hates hearing me breathe in and out. I will do my best to stop or minimize that. I guess I can't stop it because I'll be on the floor. So today, Elon Musk tweeted out that there was going to be new information on the Tesla software 8.0 update. Uh, He said he was typing it up. Much like Elon does, he normally says this is coming out today, and then it comes out a couple days later. So it's now 10.08 Arizona time on a Wednesday, and there hasn't been any updates. But I'm sure by the end of the week... It'll probably come out. So the... Where am I at here? Man, I am so... There's two things, right? I have four-year-olds, which are just pushing... They weren't terrible two-year-olds, and they weren't terrible three-year-olds all the way up until like the last week, and they are pushing every single button they can push. And so if you could just bear with me, I apologize, but I am A, frazzled, B, sick, D, tired, did I say A, B, C, D? See, that's the thing. I can't even keep my mind straight. Can't even keep my head on my shoulders. I'm so frazzled. Um, Love my kids, but good Lord. They're going to make some teacher very frustrated someday. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing about it, uh, to commiserating. Anyway, they're good kids. They're just four. Anyway, so um, let's go. I think I've talked about this before, but how I pick stories is I p- there are a couple Tesla podcasts out there. And my goal is not to do the same things that they're doing. My goal is to do something different, obviously. So I try to pick interesting uh, articles that may not be reported might kind of fall under under the radar for some other podcasts and one of the articles is by anton wallman and i think this is from autoblog but i didn't write it down because i'm an idiot Um, but tesla is seeking help from toyota on how to build cars 
Now, I don't know if Tesla, Toyota still owns a piece of Tesla, but from, and actually, I should start over. I think I remember hearing at one point that Toyota invested a lot of money in Tesla. And there are Tesla batteries in some of Toyota's cars, from what I understand. So take that with a grain of salt, because I might be totally talking out my, my butt, but, but, but uh, that's what I, th I'm pretty sure that is common knowledge, and I probably should have looked it up before the podcast. But anyway, obviously, with the Model 3, Tesla is in a huge crunch to get this thing out the door. On top of that, you know, they're still three or four weeks out on their Model S's, and I don't know how long they're out on their Model X's, but Tesla, obviously, they're selling cars. They obviously wanted to get them out as fast as humanly possible with efficiency and uh, quality. So Toyota is actually, they're, they set the industry standard for efficiency and profitability in car manufacturing. Um, so Tesla, I guess, went to Toyota, and Toyota is showing them how to mass produce a car. Now, Toyota has a factory, I think it's in Texas, and 23 of its suppliers are on site, which is awesome. I mean, if you really think about the, the scale and the power of that, if, if a part is needed, it can be delivered to the assembly line within an hour's notice. So that keeps the downtime on the production line um, to a bare minimum. And then Tesla, uh, Toyota also has all sorts of uh, penalties if these suppliers slow down production. So it's in their best interest not to screw with Toyota. So that's one of the things that Toyota was talking about. And again, uh, like I said, Toyota sets the industry standard for efficiency and profitability, whereas this is where the... Tesla needs to improve in these areas in a big way. Tesla's goal is to produce 500,000 cars by the end of 2019. And that's a goal that many people are skeptic about, skeptical about. And you know what? They're right to be skeptical. But here's the thing. Even if Tesla misses their goal, and even if they miss their goal by 250,000 cars, even if they miss their goal by 400,000 cars, Tesla's building a product that people want. It's not easy to build cars. It is a very uh, difficult process. And it sounds like Elon Musk from recent events, he's talked about how uh, much he's getting into production. There was an article on how Elon Musk is at the end of the production line, I think, for the Model X. He's sleeping at the end of the production line so he can expect the cars before they go out. So in one way... Uh, as a person who wants a Model 3, I didn't put a reservation down because, quite honestly, the first couple of cars are probably going to have a ton of problems. And then, I mean, you get the the cachet of saying you owned one of the first Model 3s. But on the other side, um, it's at the top. The $35,000 is at the top end of what I can afford. I could probably go to forty, but not be super comfortable. And um, so, yeah, the the... The Model 3 for me is going to be good in 2020. And it's going to be good in 2020 because they're going to have a lot of problems worked out. And then there's Tesla is putting, like they're not waiting for a model year to put in new features. Like as they're building their cars, they're adding new features. So if you get 
a 2016 Tesla. I don't even know if, know if that's how they do their naming. But if you get the new P100D, in six months, there could be completely different electronics in that thing. And it just keeps going and going and going. They're innovating every cycle instead of every year, which makes sense. So when the technology is ready to go in the car, they're putting it in the car which is fantastic. I mean, it might cause a little buyer's remorse for the people that uh, bought it three months before. But, you know, that's how technology works. Uh, next story. Let's see here. So that goes back to Tesla announced the uh, P100D. This is an auto blog from Reese uh, Counts, Kuntz probably. I have this I have this really cool software if I can digress I have this really cool software on my iPad where I write something in my handwriting I double click it and it turns it into typed text right or I double tap it or tap it once unfortunately it doesn't always uh, once it converts it doesn't always convert to the right thing so I got to pay more attention to that anyway so Tesla announced the P100D for the Model S and the Model X. This new battery gives the Model S a 315 mile range and the Model X a 289 mile range. There's a new, which is awesome, um, that breaks that 300 barrier, which everyone is saying for range anxiety, uh, you gotta get over 300. And you know, if I'm gonna be 100% honest, I think range anxiety is bull crap. I don't think there's anything, like if you want an electric car, and you want an electric car for whatever reason, to save the planet, because they're cool, because you hate the gas companies, oil companies, great, you're going to have an electric car. Otherwise, you're just going to drive whatever you want. These cars are not cheap. You know, you can buy a Nissan Leaf for fairly cheap, but you're only going to go 80 miles on an electric battery. So these cars are not cheap. So you're not buying a Tesla right now because of range. You're buying it because it's cool or whatever, you know, whatever your reasons are. So, um, but that mysterious 300 mile range for range anxiety for some reason is, uh, it's hit that mark. It's also the, the Model S is now the fastest production car in the world. It goes zero to 60 in 2.5 seconds. Man, I'm having a lot of problems. I hope this isn't. La 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 la. Okay. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? I don't know why this is doing this. Well, hopefully this all records. Anyway, so now the Model S, it's, uh, thanks for dealing with my technical difficulties. The Model S is currently the uh, fastest production car, 0 to 16, 2.5 seconds, which is crazy fast. Now, I would say, um, I think it's the fastest production car under a million dollars, because I think the Bugatti might beat that, but I don't know that for a fact. But I do know that that car is crazy fast. So, let's talk about... Boop. Let's talk about the price. The Model S is going to start at $134,000 at a 34.5, which is insane. 
That is a lot of money. Um, the Model S base model that you can get, which is the 60, I think, 60D, no, not even the D, just the 60, is like 58000 or $66,000. So uh, more than double what the bot base Model S costs. Uh, the Model X will start at one thirty-five five, which is just a thousand dollars more than the Model S. Which you know, at that point, you might as well go for the Model X, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, if you were a current Model P90D owner in the Model S and the X, you can upgrade for twenty thousand dollars. So if you, <laughs> which is a lot of money to basically get what amounts to about 38 miles uh, more out of your battery. Insane. But if you want to um, upgrade and your car is already on order and you ordered a P90D and it was already on order, then you can get that car for an extra 10000 which may or may not be worth it depending on what your, paycheck, or what your uh, yeah, paycheck looks like. My paycheck looks pretty abysmal and I can't anywhere close to afford that. But... Um, Good on you if you can. So, next story. This is from Electric. Uh, Nathaniel Kobza. Kobza. Sorry, I screwed up your name. Uh, Chinese company Quanta. Quantu. Quintu. Q-I-A-N-T-U. Is going to bring their K-50 Roadster to the United States. Possibly in late 2017. But they didn't give a specific date here are the specs of the roadster it looks really cool by the way the pictures of this car look really really nice uh, i'm sure because it's a luxury car it's going to be way outside of my price range and at this point uh, they haven't said what the price is going to be but luxury car equals luxury money you know so uh, this car is a two-door roadster which i think that's what you have to have a two doors to be a roadster that's an all carbon fiber body zero to 62 which is a weird number but it must be uh, uh kilometers per hour because it's a chinese company converted into miles per hour but zero to 62 miles an hour is in 4.2 seconds which is still pretty fast sorry get my throat dry there uh, it's got two electric motor motors um, estimated 186 miles the battery size is unknown now I don't there's like gonna be a handful of people in uh, the market that can actually afford this car most of those people I think probably already have an eye on Tesla but this car looks so nice that if somebody is looking for a uh, convertible Roadster that just looks awesome um they might give it a try i have no idea what this out the, the car's performance is going to be and as far as i know they're not building them they just they've just built a couple of test ones in uh in china so so far i don't think that anybody's done any real road testing on it um next this is on from electric from fred lambert and tesla is uh, entering into the insurance business and this is going to start with Hong Kong and Australia and I'm sure because Elon Musk hates 
or doesn't, I don't know if he hates, he despises um, anything that screws with his brand or his company. He's pretty protective of Tesla. So the new program is called Insure My Tesla, and it, in feat, uh, it has some um, unique plans for Tesla vehicles, and it's underwritten by third-party insurers and on some level Tesla. Um, the car covers, or excuse me, the insurance covers your home charger or can. New vehicle replacement if less than 36 months. Um, authorized Tesla repair. Um, and in Australia, some people that have actually had the option to sign up for this are saying that the the plans start at $900 per year. Now, I don't know if that's in Australian dollars or if that's, I think that's in U.S. dollars converted. Um, and depending, if it's a, a fair plan with good coverage numbers, that's not that bad. Um, I think for our new van that we got, I think we pay about $700 a year, something like that, for the insurance we have. And we have, you know, we have excellent credit and really good um, driving records, so that money is, we're, and we've been with our insurance company for a really long time, so that's likely um, a, a low amount, but I don't know, maybe I'm paying way too much. Um, and I think it, the Mr. Lambert uh, talks about how in the past insurers weren't listing the trim levels of the Model S correctly. So many owners of the Tesla, Tesla owners, were overpaying on their insurance. So this is in probably in part to why they are doing that. And finally, this is kind of a gee whiz section because not everything, I try to fit everything in this podcast in about 20 minutes. A, because I don't think I'm interesting for long periods of time. And uh, B, that's about how much time, because it takes me roughly two hours to prepare for the show. And then um, through screw ups and just me being an idiot, it takes about 45 minutes to an hour for me to actually record it for 20 minutes and then I spend another you know 10 minutes editing it and put it on the internet so based on that um, there are lots of things that I would like to talk about but I don't have time to so this is kind of the gee whiz section and I got all of these just out of coincidence today from electrics website and these are kind of gee whiz headlines so the first one is, um, and I'm not going to, oh, what the hell is going on here? Um, sorry about that. I have a lot of problems with my current setup. My pot, oh, my, po <coughs> good God. My podcasting studio happens to be in my closet. I think I've said that before. Um, and it never changes, but for some reason, the last two shows... I've had nothing but problems with it. I don't understand. All right, quick drink, and then on to the G-Wiz headlines. G-Wiz! Tesla's board actually turned down the Solar City merger six months ago. So I don't know... <coughs> excuse me. I don't know if, Tesla, if Elon Musk put some pressure on 
the board by going public with it and was like, screw you guys, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Or if they all kind of agreed that uh, after six months of talking about it, it would be a good idea. But initially they turned it down. Samsung is releasing its own Gigafactory in Hungary. It'll supply, they say, it'll supply 300, or excuse me, 500,000, good God, 50,000 electric vehicles a year. With any luck, man, I'm going to be over this cold soon, and I'm going to deliver it the best damn show ever. For right now, I think I am just like, I'll give myself an F on this podcast. I apologize. Uh, Tesla loses its head data science, science, head of data science to Faraday Future. And you know what? This makes sense. And he has stock probably vested at Tesla. He can go to Faraday Future. He's got a lot of money in stock at Tesla. Assuming, you know, just, that's just my assumption. He's probably got a lot of money in stock at Tesla. So he can afford to go work for another car startup and uh get that stock so it's just kind of a race for stock for these guys to that come and go from place to place to place uh tesla bumps dying man up the production queue so he can have his model s which i think is pretty cool and uh steve wozniak calls the tesla the biggest disruptor and i would agree with that i think tesla's doing a good job i'm a big fan of Elon Musk, a big fan of Tesla, and I am super excited with what they're doing. And all the naysayers, and there are a lot of you, or a lot of them, probably not if you're listening to this podcast, are you a naysayer? But all the naysayers who don't think that Tesla as a company will work, I say to you, it is getting companies like Volkswagen, Audi, Volkswagen owns Audi, uh, BMW, Toyota, Ford, it's putting pressure on these companies to A, make electric vehicles, and B, build autonomy into those vehicles, depending on what level, it doesn't matter, um, you know, it's it's forcing that, uh, it's forcing that standard to make it, uh, uh, that safety standard, and I'll tell you, like in my van, uh, we have a Chrysler Pacifica, when I back up, if there's something in the way and I'm still going, it stops my car. Now it doesn't have that same <laughs> doesn't have that same feature in the front of the car because I would have just would have had to have spend another ten thousand dollars to get it. But if I was driving forward and a car started stopping in front of me, it would slow me down if I had that feature. But I don't. What I wish I did, but I don't have ten thousand dollars to be able to pay for that. And another cool thing that it does and in our second car, that it doesn't do any of these any of this stuff, so I miss it when I'm in the second car. But another cool thing that it does is that if you're changing lanes, it lets you know that there's somebody in your blind spot. Now I know that this is super simple, sorry, super simple stuff, but for somebody who's coming from before this car, I had a 2008 Volkswagen Jetta that had almost I love the car, fantastic car. It had almost no features, had no air conditioning in the back of the car. I mean, it had vents, but, uh, you know, it, they don't really work that well, or didn't, which is why we had to trade it in, because when you're living in Phoenix with two little kids, you can't drive them around in a car that has no air conditioning in the back. Um, anyway, so yeah, the uh, 
those little features, just, just those two little things may change all the world for me as far as the car. And I'm not even ashamed to drive around a black uh, Chrysler Pacifica because it looks badass. It looks awesome. Yeah, it looks really good. And uh, it's a minivan. So I don't, I, I don't care. Um, the car looks fantastic. All right. Well, I can feel myself decompensating here with the sickness and the ooze, and I'm starting to drip all over the place, which I'm sure is not something you guys wanted to know about. Thank you very much for listening to this show. I know that it was very discombobulated. Hold on, I'm going to cough. All right, I'm back. Hit the button this time. I know it was very discombobulated and all over the place. And like I said, hopefully I'll be feeling better soon so that I can rein it back in and actually produce a quality show. Um, it's not for lack of trying, though. I do try every single time. So how do you get in contact with me? Hit me up on Twitter. It's 918digital. Um, that's at 918digital. And if you follow me, because I've had quite a few people follow me on Twitter recently, and if you follow me because of this show, let me know, because I follow everybody back. Just shoot me a, a text, or not a text, but a, um, what is it, an, a message on Twitter that you are a fan of the show or you hate the show and you just decided to follow me because you wanted to troll me, whatever. You can email me, bodie at 918digital.com, and if you want to leave a voicemail which actually would help me out because uh talking for 20 minutes you think that would be pretty easy but it's not it's hard um and a single person podcast is way harder than a two or three person podcast i've done both now and i much rather the other one but i don't it's really hard to get um people to commit on a regular basis so I decided just to do this by myself until um, we can build some momentum but you can hit uh, hit me up at the voicemail 918-401-0071 and if you have any comments please leave them there and I even if they're negative I'll still play them and respond on the podcast so thanks very much for listening to this episode of kilowatt number four have a fantastic week oh and if elon musk uh gets that information out and the new 8.0 software before friday i will add a bonus podcast that will hopefully be more um intelligent thanks so much have a great week Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.